Welcome to the Food Freedom Habit Podcast, where you can find freedom from food crazies using nothing but your own brain. With me, Lydia, the Lifestyle Coach. Would you like permanent food and body peace without tracking one trigger or calorie? Whether you're dealing with overeating, binge eating, bulimia, food obsession, body hate, or the endless diet cycle, we do all this without delving into past trauma, starting yet another food plan, or monitoring every meal. Live a free life aligned with your health and values. If you're ready for something real, you're in the right place. All episodes are 100% free, so please subscribe to and review our podcast. Hi, this is Lydia, the lifestyle coach, you guys, and so excited that you are here because you're about to have such a cool experience and hear such an amazing story that I'm really excited for you guys to just be a part of. And thank you for being here, part of this community where we just learn how to be completely free from any sort of food crazies using only our brain, just our brain. And then we can be totally free. So many women who have struggled for so long are just, you know, totally done. Just totally, totally done. And thank you guys for your wonderful feedback. I know you guys love hearing these stories of just recovery and freedom. Um, and we have another amazing one for you today. So we have Amy on the show today. And she is she's one of my alumni clients. And she's just had such a cool experience. She's so so real and like just has wonderful insight about these principles and has just been so coachable and I'm so excited for you guys to get to know her and hear her story. So Amy, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you. Hello. So happy that you're here. I'm really excited for everyone to hear your story. So just get us started with like an introduction to like you, like tell us a little bit of your origin story. Like how did you get to sort of the place that you were? What's sort of your food story? Okay. Um, well, I'm my early forties. I just turned 41 not long ago. And for me, m my food story started way back when I was, I'm going to say maybe six or seven when my parents divorced. I think that's when I first started noticing things. I mean, looking back, um, and now that I've gone through this process, I've been able to look at it a little bit differently, too, um, and see more things that occurred that were kind of underlying messages. Um, but I really started to struggle in my uh, late teens, early 20s, and then just my entire life, I have um, had a love-hate relationship with food. I always used it for every emotion. And um, I am, was just basically an overeater. I grazed all the time and I always had to feel full. And I didn't know how to go through any situation without using food. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that that's something that so many of us can relate to. Just like, you know, food is just such a big deal and it's sort of a go-to for everything, right? Mm -hmm. it's like such an ingrained go-to that, you know, separating that from our lives is it's like, okay, how do we do that, right? Yeah, um, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's been a long time, right? It's like, yes. so how many years total would you say that you struggled with food? All right, if I'm 41, I'm going to say 35 years. I'm going to say 35 of my 41 years, I struggled with food. And it was, um, I think it was in, in the beginning, you know, like I said, it just had to do with trying to cope with my parents' divorce. And then I just, from there, used it for everything. So. 
And for you, like, what point, Amy, did you really feel like there's an issue here? Like, there's a problem here? Like, at what point were you unhappy with your relationship with food? I knew pretty early on I was unhappy. I My first diet was my first, um, well, the first diet I put myself on was my first year of college. And I have yo-yoed ever since. So that was 94 and this is 2017. So a long time. Um, so I've known for, for a long time and I've, and I've known that I've used food to, as my addiction, if you want to call it that my, my crutch, my go-to or whatever it is. And I never thought I would ever be free of it. Yeah. And I'm so excited to chat about that. Mm-hmm. But let's look a little bit about like before, you know, you, you did get free and before you made the decision to just be done with this, mm-hmm. um, how is it impacting your life? Like when we, we first chatted, Amy, like what were, what were sort of like the dark days? Like what was so hard about what your relationship with food was doing to your life? Yeah. Well, um, you know, now, now I can look at it differently and see that I didn't have, I didn't know how to, um, like use my own voice, I guess, as a person and, um, and going through my parents' divorce and moving forward, you know, I just wanted to please everybody. I just wanted everybody to be okay. And if everybody else was okay, then I would be okay. But I was never okay. I was never happy. Um, I actually, um, in my high school years were okay, and I think that was mainly because I was a very active high school, uh, physically active, and so um, even though I had a horrible relationship with food, it didn't physically show up on my body. It was after high school, and um, uh, when I started using food um, and not not being able to communicate well or not, you know, it, it it affected my relationships. And then I even went into a depression in my early twenties. Um, and I went to food counsel, like I went to a counselor that was specifically for food and all the typical stuff that you do to try to make yourself feel better by affecting your outs- outward appearance. And um, even when I was at what I would have thought should have made me happy weight, you know, a, a, a weight or a size, I still wasn't happy. And I still didn't like myself. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your experience with the other things that you had tried over the years. Did mm-hmm. any of them ever work? Did any of them ever help? Like, um, what was your experience with those? So yeah, yeah, work and help are two different things, right? So did they work? Some of them worked. Um, and some of them for longer periods of times than others, but I, but I always, always gain the weight back. And then some and I think everybody knows that. I mean, it, it's just that's the yo yo part of it, except for you just keep going up. Um, did they help? I don't think so. I think they hurt. I think every single diet I ever did everything, you know, I tried. Um, the very first one I tried, oh, it was like metabolic or something along those lines in high school. I don't even remember what it was, but I think I took a bunch of herbs and, you know, a bunch of protein and who knows what I did. And it worked, yes. Um, then I had a personal trainer and I got very physically fit 
followed his food guidelines and it worked, yes, but it wasn't sustainable. I couldn't keep eating, you know, six ounces of chicken breast and corn every day or whatever it was I was eating. Um, and then, of course, I tried Weight Watchers and some of the others, but the the big, I don't know if I'm allowed to name them or not, but the biggest one that I tried that I think did the most damage to my body was one called Omni and um, is where I took like some sort of drops that were supposed to um, satiate my appetite so I wasn't hungry. And it worked great. I lost a lot of weight, but I think I completely ruined my system, my metabolism. And um the end result was I couldn't, I couldn't sustain it and um, gradually started gaining weight back to, uh, um, to the point where, um, I mean, I wasn't really happy because I was starving food wise and that affects your brain. And then, um, so when I did start eating again, where my brain might've felt a little bit better because I was giving it nutrition and my body had more energy, I didn't like what was happening on the outside. So then I wasn't happy again. So <laughs> yeah, like there's, just, there's always that unhappiness that comes back, right? Like that, that fantasy of like, Oh, once I get to this weight, then things will be better. And it's just, it's always a hollow promise. Yeah. Yeah. I was never happy. Yeah. And for you, the things that you had tried, like all the dieting, the counseling, like what do you feel was missing for you in those being like solutions to be done with this? Cause I know you were trying so hard. Um, what was missing was that my mind was still always connected to food. You know, I, when, when I decided to, to start this process um, and I decided to share with my mom what I was doing, I had never talked to her before. Not really. I mean, she knew my, my struggles with weight. She knew that I was up and down. Um, she knew I was an emotional eater, but I never talked with her about the thoughts that were in my head. And you, we call it chatter. Um, I never explain to her or really anyone what I was experiencing. And so when I started talking to her about it, um, she was surprised um, by the, that, the, the chatter that was coming out and, and really that self-hate that I had for myself and the, um, the obsession with food everywhere, everything, every thought was connected to food in some way. I was always thinking about the next meal, even if I had just gotten done eating. So it sounds like your mental energy was just incredibly taken up by food. Um, how else did you feel yeah. around food? Like how was your mental energy being taken up? How was that impacting your life, Amy? And then also just what was your relationship with food like? So my relationship with food was um, very codependent, I guess. I don't know. Like if I had, uh, if there was good food in front of me and I was allowing myself to eat it, it was a very joyful event until it was all over. And then it was guilt and shame and, you know, self hatred and just all that chatter that went around it. Um, if I didn't have food, then I was like idolizing it. What was the next thing I was going to eat and how great it was going to taste. And, um, and so, yeah, me and food had not a great relationship. Um, and I, you asked me a second question. I'm sorry, I don't remember. Oh, no, you're good. Like just, we were talking about the mental energy. Oh. Like all of this sort of mental energy, like everything goes back to food. Like how is that impacting you? 
Oh yeah. Well, like I mentioned, my, my mind was always on food. And, um, so the mental side of it, I, um, now being on the other side of it, I can, I can see it very clearly at the time. I didn't, didn't know that this is ex exactly how I was feeling and what I was going through, but there was so much thoughts about food whatever those thoughts were, whatever that chatter was, there was so much of that. I would say probably like 98% of my day was about food. And I tried to squeeze as much into that other 2% as I could to take care of my boys, um, you know, to work, to be there for friends, whatever it is that I was else I was trying to do. I was trying to squeeze into to like 2% of my life. And it was always overrun by the thoughts of food. And I was exhausted all the time. There was no energy left um, for anything else really in a healthy way. Yeah. And I know how mentally and physically exhausting that can be to like, mm -hmm. you're trying to do all of your life and you're running on just so little capacity because it's like so much bandwidth is taken up by food stuff. And that's not an easy thing. Yeah. And especially after 35 years, that's a yeah. long time to be exhausted. And do it perfectly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we talked a lot about that, that, um, so everything that I was trying to do, I was trying to do it perfectly. And in the majority of my life, even though I still wanted to do things perfectly, I didn't have the energy to even get anywhere close to that. And I was failing at everything food wise. And so it was just a huge mess. Yeah. It's like that desire to do things perfectly. And because of your relationship with food, everything suffers. So you don't feel accomplished at anything. Right. Everything is just like, you know, so you're so spread thin and yeah. Oh, I know. I remember that exhaustion for sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. How else, like what, what were some of the other just really difficult things about just your relationship with food at that time? Um, I think that the biggest difficulty around food was that feeling that as much as I wanted to be in control, I was completely out of control. I didn't feel any sort of um, control with food. And other than that, it controlled me. I guess that's a better way to say it. I just felt really controlled and that m my life wasn't really my life and what I wanted to do because I was constantly um, concerned with some sort of food sort of issue, you know, something. And so it just makes you feel, it makes you feel hopeless. It makes you feel, um, you know, a constant sadness or being down. It makes, um, you know, which allows for depression if you're not if you're not careful and um it just it just saps all of your energy so there's just you don't really get to experience I didn't really get, I don't think I was experiencing me as a person yeah that's a really great way to put it so you were missing out on you you were mm -hmm. missing out on life you were missing out on just your own thoughts what you wanted to do um I know you had talked a little bit about this feeling of like what were you going to say? Well, you might be about to be about to bring it up, but the way that I affected other people too. So when I would, when I would allow food, um, 
which was all the time, <laughs> to affect me. And some way or another, the chatter that was in my brain then affected the way that I was dealing with other people or the way I was with other people and my, my children being the, the biggest ones. Um, you know, and uh, it when, when I was going through this process and I started to realize that that chatter, like as soon as it started, it could instantly take me from being in an okay place to being in a place of anger or sadness or frustration or wherever it was that I was going to go in that moment and how that affects those that are around me. And with that being gone, I get to experience a completely different relationship with my kids and, and others too. So yeah, I love that. And it's like <laughs> the people that you you care about most, right? Like I know how much you love your boys. They've, they've been, you know, a main thing the whole time. Like I know how much you care about them. And I know that's something that for so many of us is really hard to have people in our lives that we love so much that we're not getting to be our best selves around or even, you know, who we want to be at all around them because there's this other thing. And it's like, it's, have you had that feeling where it's almost like looking at yourself from the outside? Like, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. Why, why, why is my mood so terrible? And you don't want to be that way with the people that you love, but it's still there. Yeah. If, if, if it didn't happen in the moment, which you know, most of the time it didn't. It was always when I laid my head down at night and I would look back on the day and think, why? Why did I act that way? Why did I talk that way? Why did I treat them that way? And when I started going through this program and I started realizing that connection between the chatter and the behavior, um, it became easier to do things differently. Yeah. Yeah. So. And that, that's so exciting. And I, I mean, I'm just celebrating you and how far you've come and such a beautiful thing. So let's, um, let's fast forward. Not very long. Just like okay. you, know, we, you qualified for the program. We got started together. Mm -hmm. And Amy, what would you say are the things that you are most excited about how things have changed for you? Oh, man. This... I, this is where I could probably talk forever. Um, I didn't believe, I don't think I believed when I started the program that I would be where I'm sitting at right now. I wanted it. I had some sort of hope, um, which is why I chose to do it and to in, invest in myself and, and do something different, like way different than anything, any other, anything ever you know? And, um, so sitting on this side of the eight weeks, it, the, um, the competence that I have gained, the, um, the, the clarity, the, the, um, n not the heaviness or the brain fog from being con the mental consumption that, that the food and the chatter take up, um, all of those things, it's, it's just, amazing. And to be able to know that um, no matter what I do in my day, what foods I eat, what foods I don't eat, when I eat, when I don't eat, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be all planned out. It doesn't have to be right or wrong. It just, it is what it is, which is what I think it is for most people in the world, or I don't know, maybe not most people, but it should be that way for most yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. It's just not a big deal. Right. It's just like, oh, you just eat throughout the day. It's and not I've never understood day. that. Yeah. I've never, under, you know, I, I think about my brother and my sister and food is just food to them, but it wasn't to me. Yeah. That is so awesome. So let's look at more just specifically with your relationship with food. So it sounds like it's just not a big deal. How else has your relationship changed with food? Um, food. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't rule me anymore. I don't wake up and think about first thing, you know, the food that I'm going to be eating that day. It doesn't dictate, um, uh, how my day is going to go or my, or my weekend, if, if whatever I'm doing with, with my boys or, um, when they're not with me, which was a big thing. Um, it doesn't fill me when I'm, I don't use it anymore to, um, to soothe the, like a loneliness or sadness or to try to make myself feel happy when I'm sad or not to feel angry when I feel angry. I, I can sit with the emotions. I can sit with the thoughts and like you said, they don't hurt me, <laughs> you know? So it's, yeah. I can, I can be more present with, with everything really, you know? And if I get a little bit hungry, it's not the end of the world. You know, if it, I'm not going to starve or I think about one of your videos where you like, I'm going to die. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, it's just like, not a big deal. You can just like, you know, you've separated those things, right? It's like, oh, you can feel sad and like, period. Right. Like, you feel sad. It's not all this other stuff attached to food. And then, you know, then you've got all issues, all the issues you have to deal with, with the sadness because of the way you ate, like all of that just emotional, just gunk has been removed. And yeah, that's so beautiful. Um, love it. And like, because you have your, your brain back, Amy, because food is not a big deal because you're not in like this, like you said, codependent relationship with food, like having that energy back, how has that changed things for you? Oh, I'm much more productive. Um, you know, I, I started noticing maybe four weeks into the program that, um, everything wasn't just so, overwhelming anymore. So, um, you know, just to share a little bit, just so it might help, but I am going through a divorce. And so it's not easy. It's not the choices that I thought or where I thought it would be at 40 years old. Um, but with that, it has been a long time of just feeling overwhelmed and exhausted by everything. And looking at it now, it's those thoughts. It's that chatter that's constantly going in the brain. It's the ticker tape at the bottom of the TV. You know, it just was constant and it wasn't good. It wasn't helpful. It wasn't positive. It was all negative. And the things, the things that I learned in this program are, okay, I can have those thoughts. I can even think about those thoughts, but I don't have to dwell on it. I don't have to let it throw me into a cycle where I binge or overeat. I don't have to even sit with it more than just a moment. It can be there momentarily. I can sit with it a little bit longer if I really think that I need to, but I don't have to let it consume me to the point where I'm not a productive person. And for a long time, I was feeling unproductive. 
I was doing things. I was a mom. I was a homeschool mom. I worked from home. I, you know, everything that goes along with that I was doing, but it was exhausting to do all that. So there was nothing extra. I had nothing left over. And now um, my brain feels so much lighter. And I don't know how to say that. I just, I feel lighter. I don't feel so like heavy with worry and thoughts that I actually have room to do stuff. And I've done stuff and I'm gesturing around my house because a lot of it has to do with my house, but I've been able to do some things that I just, I'll do that another time. I'll do that another time kind of thing. Um, procrastination because I just didn't have the energy or the desire to do it. And it just felt too overwhelming. Yeah. You have extra now. You have room left yeah. over. You have, oh, I've done other stuff. What will I do with my extra mental energy and time? And like, isn't it amazing to like not be running on less than empty all the time? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I was, I felt like I always use that analogy of the cup running over. I just felt like I had no threshold. You know, I had no threshold for emotions. I had no threshold for with energy or time. I just, you know, I didn't. And now I do. Amazing. Love it. Period. So, so beautiful. So of course, like the relationship with food is so different. You got your mental energy back. So for you, I know that you, you started this program to fix your relationship with food. Mm -hmm. um, what else has happened for you? Like share a little bit about like, in addition to the food stuff, how else has this impacted just you in your life? Yeah. Um, as I mentioned, um, going through a divorce. And so the dynamics of my life are, 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 so much different than I, I wanted them to be. And so um, I always felt alone. That's the first, that's like the biggest thing. I always felt alone. Even when I had my boys around or I was surrounded by family or friends, I kind of always had this alone feeling. And I don't feel that anymore. That's number one. I, I actually, at times, even enjoy my being alone. Like, okay, this is time for me. And maybe I can do something that I enjoy to do, which I did some paintings. You, I think you remember that. But like trying to figure out things for myself. Um, so, so that's the first thing it has, um, strengthened my relationship with my boys. I have now been able to just be more of that mom that I want to be, um, that I knew that I could be. And that's like, I am her, she is me. And so that's been part of it. I think that it's helping me to get back to being that friend that I, that I know that I can be, um, and the biggest thing, which, you know, this is very, very personal to me and probably would not relate to most people, but I'm getting to that point where I feel like um, I can be okay with my divorce and or even um, have an acceptance and then have forgiveness. And I don't think I ever thought that I would get to a place where I would be able to forgive in that for that situation and that just having those thoughts alone are uplifting and freeing and exciting because um, if anybody has dealt with a, a, an emotionally difficult situation like that you can very easily just feel like life will never 
be better, you know, and, um, and in this eight weeks, <laughs> I grew more in that area than I did in the almost two years before that. And, and really feel like it just because I took that risk to look at the food and, and, and listen to you and call out the chatter. And, you know, it, it, it seems so simple. And yet it's been, when you look at it, it's like the roots of a tree and it's just spread, you know? Yeah. I love that analogy. That's beautiful. And, you know, it's like, I totally get it. Like, you know, it's like, yeah, we got to fix this thing with food. Right. But what I get so excited about, like when I first talked to you is just like, oh, and there's all this other stuff that you fix the thing with food. And that turns into like a practice round for being able to apply all of these principles to any part of life. Yeah. It's so cool to just see this transformation in all sorts of different areas. Yeah. Yeah. Anything, anything else that comes to mind for you? I mean, I know there's a lot of stuff, but like, <laughs> you know, just what's on your heart for wanting to share about how you feel differently on this side, what you're excited about, what changes you've, you've seen and where you're at now. Well, you know, I think one of the best things about the program is that you literally teach us to do for ourselves right? I mean, you gave us the tools. And having that is empowering. And it, once you do the practice, and you start practicing, and you start getting it, and you, and you start getting there, it just seems like it opens up doors. And so whereas my, li my life in particular felt very closed, and you know, like there were no doors open, I now feel like I, I have my life ahead of me and I have, I don't know that I ever felt like that. Even at 18 years old and going off to college, I don't know that I felt that way. And so it's, it's just, it's such an amazing feeling and, and I can't, it's hard to explain. I just wish that I could like open up my brain and show you. Um, but trusting in you and your program has been the best thing that I ever did. And I don't regret it one bit. <laughs> That's, that is so beautiful. I love that, Amy. And I am so thrilled and happy for you. Like, this is what it's all about. I mean, there are so many women who felt that exact same way that aren't free yet. You know, like, there's so much to do. I know I'm getting on a little tangent here, but like, there's so much to do. And like, like you said, like, you feel so amazing. And I love seeing that. And it's just like another one of us that gets to be free. I just mm -hmm. want everyone to be free. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And knowing on the other side of this, I mean, really what it all comes down to is a decision. It's, it's a decision. And yeah. you're faced with that decision, you know, before the program. Mm -hmm. So for you, like, what fears came up for you? Like, when you were first, you know, deciding, like, once you were qualified for the program, and I invited you a spot, invited you to have a spot in the program like what fears came up for you um what were you skeptical about anything sort of tell us about what you were feeling at that time um failure uh, one word describes it all I had everything else that I've ever done I failed and one of the things that you know you shared was that you know, that you can't, if you, if like bandwagon, 
you know, if you, if you set a bandwagon, then you're going to fall off. But this program that you don't have, you don't do that. There are no bandwagons. So there is no failure. And so as long as I listened and um, practiced, then I was going to get there. Whatever that time frame may be, I was going to get there. I never would have guessed that I would have gotten there in the eight weeks time. Um, but I was absolutely afraid that I would fail. And I don't have that fear anymore. Like, you know, moving forward, um, you say, get back on the bike. I think to myself, just keep swimming because I was a swimmer in high school, you know, so I'll just keep swimming. I, I, I know what I need to know. And um, the, the fear of failure is no longer there. That is beautiful. I love that. And, you know, before you had started and when you had that fear of failure, like, why did you decide to move forward anyway? Because I needed to get me in a better place. I needed to get me in a better place to be the best mom that I could be. That was my number one thing. I needed to be there for my boys. I needed to um, um, just, I, I don't know how else to say it. I needed to be the best mom that I could be for my boys. And I couldn't do that continuing down the path that I was going. Um, I'm a firm believer in counseling and I've done my fair share of counseling, but I haven't ever experienced the success in counseling the way I experienced it. In this program and um, the confidence that it that it gave me and knowing that I have everything that I need to continue moving forward is it's priceless I mean you you can't it's priceless and when I I don't remember exactly the question. It might, you asked me a question and I wish I could remember what it was, or you, maybe you gave me an example, but there was something that you said that just, that I just thought to myself, if I don't do this now, I never will. And I'm going to live my life feeling the way that I feel for the rest of my life. And I was miserable. I was sad. You know, I was unhappy. I was, you know, and I, I didn't like myself. And um, I, I wasn't going to like myself no matter what size or weight I was. I just wasn't going to because of the way that my, my brain was going and working. And I never thought like the whole thing, you can teach an, an old dog a new trick. Like I think about my brain. I couldn't figure out how to change my brain. But you did. I love that, Amy. I I just want you to know like your story and your example and your openness is so important and I am celebrating you and I am so happy for you and I'm so proud of you Thank and you. it has been such an honor in my life to get to be part <laughs> of your journey like this is just so fun you've been an amazing part of our community like it's just it's been all good I I, I feel that way like it's just been like all just like good it's just been awesome um, and you know just the the openness that you're sharing I want you to know like I 
you know, I have, I have women all the time. So they send me an email or they send me a message or they comment on YouTube and they just say like, that was, you know, I've heard all the other videos, but it wasn't until I heard Amy's video that it really was the one who gave me hope and made me feel like I could change. So just thank you for, thank you for being part of that. Cause all of our individual journeys are so important. So thank you. Oh, for thank you. That. Thank you for the opportunity. And, and I wanted, I was, I appreciate being able to share because if there is even one lady out there that has a situation similar to mine and she would just take that chance, she would, it would change her life. So. Yeah. I love that. And anything else on your mind for today? Like, do you feel like our, our conversation is complete or do you feel like there's like, Oh, like that's a thing that I feel like I need to say. Um, I think I'm good. You know, it's been, it's been an amazing eight weeks and, I thank you for having put this out there for people because um, I don't know how many other ladies that you've helped, but you, you've helped this one and I appreciate it. So thank you. I love that. Thank you, Amy. Thank you for sharing mm -hmm. and being part of this. And you guys, this is Amy and this is Lydia, the lifestyle. <laughs> and thank you for being here today. And we wish you all the best. Thanks for tuning in. If you felt a spark here and want to see how these principles can work in your own life, here is your next step. Pop over to LydiaLifestyle.com slash session. That's LydiaLifestyle.com slash session where you can book a free session with our team. We'll give you a call and together find clarity on three things. One, the exact cycle you keep getting sucked into. Two, what isn't working with your approach. And three, what's missing to close the gap between food prison and food freedom. We have helped free hundreds of women all over the world from their food struggles. These are proven principles that work, no matter how long you've been stuck. This is Lydia, the Lifestyle Coach, signing off. Mwah!